Hi, this is Angie Meadows. And this is Will. And this is The Rocker Recovery. We're still working through the Relationship Addiction Book. Today we're going to work on Lesson 19 on Identity. Tell us what the principle is, Will. A lack of identity and self-worth creates internal chaos, which will be acted out externally in relationships. Well, look at that. So any internal chaos that I've got is coming out when I get close to you. And uh, the good thing is is that if you have a strong identity, other people can bounce around and you're going to be stable. But if you have a weak identity, you're going to be angry if they're angry. You're going to be sad if they're sad. You're going to think you got to fix all their problems. You don't realize that their happy heart is their responsibility. So you take that inside of yourself and it causes you to receive their internal chaos into you. So it's very important that you have a strong identity. So we want to talk about a fake self. A child that was not accepted and allowed to develop a strong identity will conform to who they think others want them to be. This will lead to a fake self. Okay, so if I'm little and younger, I don't really know who I am. I might know that I belong to this family, or I might know that I have these likes or dislikes. I might identify with a church, with a group of people, but I don't really know who I am yet. But if I'm in chaos and I'm raised in chaos, I'm likely to conform and maybe even be a performer to try to get... Uh, their approval to try to uh, make sure I don't um, make the family imbalanced. So let's see what true about true intimacy. True intimacy is developed when there is an ability to be connected and accepted for your real self. A relationship with a kind and safe person will over time develop a bond of security and help us heal enough that we can develop our true authentic self. Now this is uh, somewhat difficult if you don't know who you are to be able to develop a strong relationship with others so let's see how we're going to build this identity often an adult with a traumatic childhood did not develop their own identity instead they conform to whatever they think the parent or teacher expects they may develop a fake identity and become a performer or a perfectionist Mm -hmm. then they are like a child that and thrive for praise for their performance and or they always beat themselves up because they are not perfect self-focus becomes dominant and everything is about the inner pain so they're not free to enjoy their life well instead they've got to constantly be performing to try to fit in or try to figure out who they are and this self-absorption uh, really gets them stuck in that internal pain Others had such a loud complaining parent that they developed a strong internal critic that speaks of self-condemnation and hatred for themselves to the point that they give up on living a successful life. So if I've got a loud internal critic, what I want to say to myself is whose voice is that? Is that my voice? Is that God's voice? God wouldn't speak to me in negative terms. Um, Is there somebody from my past that always complained loudly and no matter what I did it didn't make them happy and now it's their voice that I have learned to repeat over and over again. Then they may identify with self-destructive forces through drug addiction, alcoholism, or criminal activities. This acts out the unsafe environment externally 
that developed internally within this person. So if you were told that you're not worthy, that you're no good, that you're not going to make anything of yourself, that, and you're never accepted in your home, and you're never nurtured and held and validated, it's likely that you'll act out that internal chaos, trying to find some balance. But you don't know how to go to God yet, so you're going to alcohol and drugs and sex and criminal activities and things like that. Hmm. This is problematic in recovery. Without a strong identity of who you are internally, there will be a development of unhealthy sick attachments. How about this that? This is apparent when sex becomes the norm in the first few hours after meeting somebody new. Or when there is intense dominance and control early on in a relationship. Or when your fears overrun you and, your, and you lash out at others. Hmm. Look at that. Um, yeah. This means that you don't know who you are. You're not able to just stand still and let the storm go around you. Instead, you become part of the storm. Without a safe environment, anger can be a learning a learned skill of survival to protect yourself. You know, I really find that when I'm angry, well, I'm usually afraid. I'm not really angry. <laughs> yeah. Whatever age you were when you were traumatized is what age you feel like when you drop into an emotional regressed state. So this regressed state will trigger a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. It will not be emotionally mature and able to navigate daily life struggles. Hence the importance of developing a safe inner self with a strong identity of who you are and what you will and will not do is vital for your stability. So I need you to learn to trust yourself, to trust yourself to make decisions, to trust yourself to abide by your own beliefs and not to be tossed to and fro. So I want you to identify characteristics of a strong identity and where you have room to grow. So let's look at number one, because an identity is going to give us confidence. Do I permit myself to have a day of rest every week? You know, I was, um, I was only as valuable as the work that I could do. I was shaped and molded into someone's domestic slave at a very young age. And so if I sat down or if I did something playful or, you know, even as a child, I was never allowed to have a moment that wasn't involving work to take care of somebody else's projects. So I have really struggled to find a day of rest and allow myself to do it without feeling guilty. Can I allow myself to have one frivolous, unproductive hour a day? I find that I'm able to do this now. I'm able to take one hour every day and just say, okay, um, I'm going to do something I want to do, something that isn't going to matter tomorrow. Can I recognize what disturbs my inner peace and refuse it? Now, this takes some time. If you don't have your peace, you won't know what just took it. But if you can sit quietly and sit still and learn to hold your peace, then you can recognize pretty quickly when it's gone. Number four. Can I instruct myself to wait patiently and refuse to fret? Fret not, fret not, fret not. That's <laughs> Psalms 37. And as I wrote that, those scriptures out on the wall, I realized that Psalms 37, 1 through 11 says fret not three times. It says uh, stop being angry, do good, seek God, um, wait patiently, you're going to inherit, don't worry about it, you know, fret not. And I realized that I spend a lot of energy fretting. 
Can I slow to make decisions? Can I be slow to be angry? Can I listen to others? Huh. Quick to listen, slow to speak. So I don't want impulsive decisions. If I'm if I'm impulsive, I'm likely very likely to make the wrong decision and I'm also likely to make the decision that the other person in front of me wants me to make or a decision based upon fear or based upon uh, self-preservation and not upon uh, good, sound, solid wisdom. Number six. Can I refuse impulsive decisions and make a well-thought-out plan of action? We need a good, thought-out plan of action. Can I be quiet inside and confined that all will be well, no matter what? Quiet and confident. Can I be quiet and confident? That's Isaiah 30, 15. In quietness and confidence, you will find your strength. So if you don't have any strength, it could be that you're anxious and fretful and worrisome. And instead, think about what would it look like to be quiet and confident. Number eight. Can I recognize that some people will never have inner peace and that's okay? (laughs) It's hard to be around them, though, isn't it? (laughs) So... If you're around people without inner peace, uh, don't give them yours. Because there's this scripture that says, you know, if they take your peace, if you give them your peace and they're not worthy, take it back. (laughs) Number nine. Can I recognize when I have an imbalance and then get alone to rebalance myself? How many times did it say, and Jesus went to the mountain to pray, and Jesus arose before dawn to go pray? He did his Father's will. So I'm sure that this was an example for how we can balance ourselves. We get alone with the Father. Number 10. Can I accept my weaknesses? Hmm, And not judge myself. Can I be kind to myself? And not condemn myself. Can I keep my heart open and not judge others? Hmm. Number 13. Can I protect my heart with a firm boundary without shutting others out? Yeah, so I want to protect my heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life, but I don't want a stonewall there where I can't feel anything, where I can't feel compassion for somebody, I can't feel um, protective over them, or I can't feel their emotions where I need to Oh, now I need to protect myself. Now I need, you know, I need to be strong and and own my own spirit and let them have back their problems. So number fourteen. Can I choose each moment what I will and will not think? Oh, that's big, isn't it? <laughs> that's really big. Because if I'm having passive thoughts, are they healthy? Are they singing? Are they? Um, a nice slow meditation where it's healthy and strong and encouraging or is it just this negative looping because if i'm doing this negative looping thing i'm not in control um the trauma the circumstances of life or the fears in control number 15 if i stray into a negative thinking trap how quickly can i recover myself well first i have to recognize that i'm in it and that I don't want to be in that trap. Because it may be that you've been in a negative thinking trap your whole of complaining and arguing your whole life. So you're not going to know that you need to change until you're uncomfortable enough with this that you say, I am going to stop giving my peace away. I'm going to learn how not to do it like this. Can I trust myself? To release bitterness and forgive often? Hmm. So some people forgive easily. And we don't want to forgive so easily that we wipe a slate clean and we people come back and abuse us, um, which is often done in our families of origin. Instead, we want to forgive, set up good, healthy boundaries, and and do what we learned in that distance chapter where they have to earn their way back to be in our close inner circle and be able to have good, healthy boundaries 
and we're going to have to empower ourselves financially uh, to be free from other people that do dominate us and continually hurt us and so a lot of times you have to just make a plan and you have to plan that independence number 17 can i find or hope to find another safe person with whom to share life it's difficult to find somebody that can hold peace and can be um, a safe healthy relationship for you it's very difficult so the first person i want you to start with is yourself i want you to learn to be safe for you i want you to learn to uh, recognize when you're suffering and release it. Um, press through it. Um, think about it for a minute. Oh, can't fix that today. Let it go. Um, develop some plans to work through emotions that are really intense because those are usually trauma emotions from the past. So number 18. Can I enjoy being alone? Uh, so if you're always anxious when you're alone, I want you to learn to be alone. Can I reject manipulative abusive people without any guilt <laughs> sometimes you're okay <laughs> sometimes mm -hmm. it's hard to do that because they put more guilt on you well now families <laughs> mm -hmm. so so you know sometimes people put guilt on you so you're going to have to recognize when people are putting that on you and trying to press through your boundary with guilt number 20 can i have confidence in my abilities to make right the choices Sometimes I can and sometimes I can't. Sometimes I have to sit with it till the peace comes and then I'm sure. Number 21. Can I address my inner double talk that brings confusion and stand still until I know what to do? Uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So if I am double-minded, I am unstable. So I need to listen to my thoughts and if they're double, just sit with them and find God's principle. Can I let go of my regrets? Hmm. That's a, that's a big one, isn't it? Can I stop my fretting? Mm -hmm. Am I free to say no to others? Do I know my limits? Can I stop forcing my way onto others? Can I focus on the good and let go of the bad? Yeah. Good and bad's on the same train track. Look at the bad for a moment. If you can't fix it, move on and enjoy the good. Otherwise, you're going to learn. You're going to lose all the good that is right there in front of you today. Can I reshape the bad and find good in everything? Huh. That's that silver lining, isn't it? Can I not sweat the small stuff? You know, sometimes those little things uh, ruin our entire day. And if we just expected them, we didn't expect a day without little things happening. But we got to the end of the day and thought, now, okay, only two or three little things happened today. That's that's good. That's better than hitting, hitting me all day. Do I take care of myself physically, emotionally, mentally, financially, and spiritually? So I've worked on a goal list that I'll publish soon for these five areas of our life, physical goals, emotional, mental, financial, and spiritual. And I believe everybody needs these, not just people in recovery, that we need to be moving forward. If not, we're going to be sliding backwards. Without our own identity, we may continue to gravi gravitate, gravitate to relationships that are deep in domestic violence or active addiction. If we don't have a healthy identity, we are attracted to unhealthy people. And then we are enmeshed in another person's personality as our source and are hyper-focused on pleasing or controlling them and lose whatever recovery we may have recently established. The key to recovery from depression, anxiety, trauma, domestic violence, or any kind of addiction is to build our own identity your own self-worth. Hmm. That means you got to learn to trust yourself. 
And if I'm always dropping into my grieving, my bitterness, my self-pity, my depression, my anger, I can't trust me. So I got to work on trusting me. So what's the application here? Evaluate your unworthy feelings and work a recovery plan to understand your own precious that you are precious er, okay <laughs> so may my life be precious this day in the sight of the lord and may he deliver me out of all tribulations first, first samuel. samuel 26 24 yeah look at that so this is probably uh this is probably written by david i think david wrote the book of samuel um I may be wrong there, maybe Samuel, but look at this. He's talking about, my life is precious, and, and you're going to deliver me out of tribulations. So every time there's something that's flipped upside down, and it's repetitive over and over and over again, God's trying to give me a lesson. He's, he's putting me back in kindergarten every, every weekend to learn that same lesson. So what does it look like uh, to feel unworthy? Uh, feeling not worthy needing to martyr martyr myself and maybe my tears will move god huh. manipulating others with tears self-pity sorrow oh. etc <laughs> this sounds like my little whiny girl <laughs> keep going codependency control freak mm-hmm. forcing my will and not releasing my will to god oh, so when i have no will of my own now i know a general direction because i've got a i've got in my heart what god wants me to do but when i have no will of my own for the day now i can pl- practice some flexibility so when things come up I'm not imbalanced. I'm just like, oh, going to practice my flexibility. Oh, going to practice trusting God. Oh, going to practice my balance. (laughs) So we have to practice the healthy things in life in order to hold them. Keep going. Self-abuse through a negative internal critic. Yeah, if I've got that, I'm feeling unworthy and making myself feel feel more unworthy. Refusing to be comforted. comforted. Mm -hmm. Poverty spirit. With a slaved attitude. So if I belong, um, like my kids, they come in, uh, they eat my food. They didn't ask. They just open the fridge and eat. <laughs> they leave me dirty dishes. Uh, they may say to their dad, those are great boots. I need to go hiking. Can I borrow those boots? Can I have those boots? Yeah. And dad might take them out to dinner and he'd say, and, and it's just expected that dad pays the bill. And so they don't have a poverty spirit. They don't. They don't grovel. They don't beg. They know they have a father that loves them. They have parents that love them. But if I feel like that I'm always small, that I always have to hide, that I always have to accept scraps or give away everything that I have or just try to survive, I've got a poverty spirit. I don't know who I am in Christ. Religious spirit with lots of rules. Mm, So if I've brought a religious spirit into my life, I might be trying to prove that I'm good to somebody else by having tons and tons of rules, but I still don't have relationships. I don't have relationships with them, and I don't have a relationship with God. Feeling like I never fit in. So I think that these are um, these are ten symptoms that you're also going to get with complex PTSD when you've been abused as a child. You're going to get this feeling of unworthiness. So let's see what the cure is. Number one. Recognizing what comes from heaven and what comes from hell. Well, look at that. <laughs> so this addiction stuff, it's a lie from hell. <laughs> you just send it right back. See, I don't think so. I'm I'm better than that. Number two. Practicing <laughs> detachment from everything that causes you suffering. So I don't think I was meant to suffer constantly. 
because um, Jesus said, for the joy, I went to the cross, for the joy of it. So he's suffering, and yet he's counting it all joy. So I can have joy in my spirit even if my soul is sorrowing. So there's a, there's a practice of detaching from the circumstance so that I can reconnect to God that's in my heart. Number three. Let go and trust God. Mm-hmm, amen. Number four. Embrace the joy and peace of the kingdom of God. So if I've lost my joy and peace, I'm not uh, resting in Christ. I'm not quiet and confident. I'm I'm wrestling with um, my expectations, with what I feel like uh, I, I need, maybe. So I know when I'm with the Lord and I'm just surrendered, I'm going to have that joy and peace. So there's a lot to be said about surrendering. Next one. Practice emotional maturity. So what would it look like to be mature in this area? So if you're in in front of a conflict, sometimes it takes more strength to not be in a battle. Sometimes it makes more takes more strength not to fight, not to say anything, not to have to have the last word. I realized that one of the things that the Lord wanted me to practice was not having the last word. Recognize comfort and allow others to conform. Comfort you. Yeah. So a lot of times when you've grown up with that poverty spirit, Will, you don't know how to receive comfort. You don't even know how to comfort yourself. Instead, you just torment yourself. Now go and comfort others. So there's a verse that says, um, press down, we're shaken down in every area. We have just been despaired even unto death. Apostle Paul's writing that. But he says it's because God's comforting us, and now we can cover you. So if I have gone through a lot, it's because... Um, the Lord wants to comfort me. He wants to teach me how to receive His comfort. And then He wants me to turn around and look for those who are in my circumstance and comfort them. Get a vision for a different future. Yeah, if you have been in the same type of scenario year after year, decade after decade, you've got to get a vision for something different or you're going to be there next decade. Take a small step to build your independence and confidence. Mm Mm-hmm. Do what is right for your safety and sanity and then become emotionally detached and indifferent to outcomes. So sometimes if you cannot manage an outcome, you're going to go crazy trying to do it. And sometimes you just got to let go of it. And it's it, it's amazing how gracious God is, and it's always better than I thought it would be. Move any intense negative emotions outside of yourself and observe it and let it become your teacher, but not your identity. Yeah, so if I identify with being depressed... Uh, being confused, being anxious. I'm not, I don't have a good identity. So I need to identify with the love of God and with uh, being a child, a daughter, or a son of the King by being able to sit at His table and ask for what I need. Work on self control so you can learn to trust yourself. So practice self-controls in those little areas. Practice going to bed on time, getting up on time. Practice uh, limiting what you'll eat, how much you'll eat, what time you'll stop eating during the day, uh, how much television you'll watch, how much you'll listen to this or that. And practice that self-control in the little areas. And these things are intentional. So my visualization skill, if you feel unworthy, you are holding on to garbage. So dump your hands that are full of garbage and release it again and again until you are allowed to fill your hands with goodness. You cannot hold the good and the bad at the same time. So develop a vision for the kingdom of heaven. Refuse that nonsense and then you'll have room to receive the good. So the principle in this lesson is a lack of identity and self-worth creates internal 
chaos, which will be acted out externally in relationships. And this will make your close relationships quite painful. So if your close relationships are painful, I want you to work on your identity and in knowing your worth so that you can truly trust yourself. So read me a bit in the conclusion here, Will. If you pick a relationship where you start to lose yourself and feel and start feeling like a victim or a pleaser who is walking on eggshells, back up quickly before you become trapped and lose your power to do so. If your new relationship feels confusing, take a break. You probably have learned to not trust your inner in instincts. Yeah. Sometimes we're trained not to trust our instincts. Sometimes uh, that intuition is taken from us and we're always told that we're wrong. Trust your intuition for a moment. If you are wrong, the boundary of a little space and time will strengthen a healthy relationship. If you excuse all the red flags, well, you're still sick and going to get hurt. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just funny. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat of an excuse maker for other people I love. And yeah, I still get hurt. So sexual wounds will heal when you heal. You won't panic with the thought of being touched. And physical touch will be comforting, and you won't recoil. You won't be impulsive and hypersexualized. So if you've come out of complex trauma, you got a lot of this stuff going on. You won't rush to relationships, but allow them to build trust and grow naturally. You won't be attracting emotionally unavailable people with lots of instability when you have a strong identity within yourself. You won't be trying to fix somebody else. You won't choose brokenness. You won't need to fix another to make yourself feel whole. You won't be distracted easily. Huh. You can complete you can be complete in yourself with or without a relationship. You can be sad when a relationship ends, but if the relationship isn't your identity, it will be easier to learn and grow from it and to keep moving forward as a mature adult would do. It won't be the end of the world and the end of you with a relapse and self-destructive behaviors. So you won't need to uh, blow up the relationship with violence, with bullying, with arguing. Instead, you can just say, you know, this isn't working for me right now and I need to step back for a minute and see how that goes. Develop your own identity. Learn to love yourself in a healthy, uh, sanctified manner. Learn to enjoy your own company and allow yourself the ability to laugh again. <laughs> there was years that I didn't laugh, and so to hear myself laugh again is good. So, Lord, it is me. You know I am made of dirt. <laughs> you know I can't do this by myself. I don't even know if I can trust myself to stay on course for one day. So give me solid ground beneath my feet and steady me. Empower me to set boundaries and trust myself to follow through and to do the work to reclaim my life. Empower me to set boundaries with others and to enforce them and give me the courage to walk away if I need to do so for my own protection and my own future. Protect me as I grow. Protect me until I am big inside and I can protect myself. Give me a strong no muscle and teach me how to use it. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen.